views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everyone. Welcome. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. For those of you that were on the show and listening for the past hour, welcome. We're still here. For those of you just tuning in, we're so thrilled to have all of you join us. Maureen St. Germain is joining me here today. We're so thrilled. I love, I love when we are able to bring people on when they are giving birth. And, you know, as you heard in the previous show, you know, giving birth to a new message in the form of a book, giving birth to something that the world is calling forth for each of us. And so today we get to hang out, you know, with a with a friend of ours, Maureen St. Germain, and who is someone that many of us know as, you know, that go to person when we want to talk with her about Akashic Records. But today, let's look at the mystic. Let's take a look at what she has been doing for the past 20 plus years, you know, beyond all of the books that she's written, all of the people that she's worked with, you know, tapping in to and accessing a direct dimension that has been available to us for eons and eons and eons. And now coming to us with a conversation about what it means. What does this mean? Waking up in 5D. What does that mean? And for those of you that are thinking, well, you know, I, you know, that's got to be for like the Dalai Lama. That's got to be for Maureen maybe. And maybe, you know, a previous guest we had on. But I, I don't really know. I mean, that 5D stuff, what is that? Well, you heard us come out of the gate and we said our theme for this year is accelerated expansiveness and abundance. And since we said that, uh, every year we have a theme. You all have been emailing us and saying, how do you know that, Pat? How do you know that? Well, I don't know how we know that. That's why we have Maureen coming on here and helping us. So this book and this journey is to tap into a level of understanding so we can live in the space of possibility. What is 5D? How do you know you're in it? And what kind of guidance will this book help you with? Maureen, it's great to have you here. Yay. Yay. I'm so happy to be back and and to be with you uh, to talk about this new evolving wisdom that's coming through on 5D. And 
obviously, as you stated, lots of spiritual teachers are talking about 5D, but there's still a lot of confusion about what does it really mean and what's really happening. And it's so interesting because each of us are getting, I'll call them downloads from our guidance. No and kidding. Then, it, then we discover, oh, yeah, it's a match. She said that. She said that. And that's <sighs> very exciting. So you're hearing it from more than one place, and that's your signal. Uh, I guess I'm supposed to pay attention to this. Wow. What do you think about that? What do you think about what I said, Maureen, about, you know, we, we sat down and we knew, we knew we had to build this, you know, the network the way we're building it. Ten unique channels, transformationradio.fm. And, you know, despite what people around us have been saying, you know, it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. The technology doesn't exist for what you're doing. The right people showed up in some very strange ways to do this. So what do you think about the theme that all of us came up with to describe the energy? And the theme is accelerated uh, expansiveness in abundance for this year. And then I wanted to ask you, what, what does that mean to you? What does it say? And how does it fit in to this, this idea of ascension? Well, I'd like not. to comment as a mystic and say to you, first off, um, as a teacher of manifestation, the very fact that you guys sat down and brainstormed about it and, you know, tossed out ideas and figured out what was what felt right is exactly what co-creation is, because you're uh-huh. tapping into the energies of the reality, and then you're tapping into your hearts and desires, which you have seeded at another level, at higher consciousness, so that you would be a match to find that, that niche, so to speak, and to create it. And the very fact that you were willing to name what you wanted, and the, then the universe rushes in to manifest it. So I think it's absolutely terrific proof positive of everything that you carry. You know, one of the things that you, uh, you're well-known for, at least in my mind, in my mind, you're well-known <laughs> for this, statement, what if you knew you could not fail? Right. And I actually put it in the new book, this Waking Up at 5D, and I said, Dr. Pat says, you know, what if you knew you could not fail? And what if you took that as your mantra? I cannot fail. I am a lion. I am successful. Whatever it is that you're trying to do. But that that's just a slice of it. You know, there's just a whole other piece that has to do with what is now being called five dimensions. And the fifth dimension, to give you guys, as you're listening, a short course, what is the fifth dimension? It's what everyone else calls heaven. And you are now hearing teachers say, heaven on earth. And I will give you a key at the end of the show that will enable you to get to that vibration very quickly, very fast, and set the tone for your day every day. And it's a great uh, opportunity for you to hear and understand that 5D is a energetic vibration that all of us are moving to. And the joke is, whether you want to or not. You know, when I moved into this Dominican neighborhood in New York City, um, I went to bed at midnight on New Year's Eve. All was quiet. Everything was cool. And then at 2 a.m. at bar time, when everything broke, the place was alive (laughs) with noise and music and policemen and it was so funny, and I wrote to my friends the next day, you know, if you live in a Dominican neighborhood, you will celebrate New Year's Eve, whether you want to or not. And it was meant to be funny, but we're all going to 5D, whether you want to or not. And you can either <laughs> fall into the game and not know the rules and struggle and, and fight, or 
you can embrace it like you're doing with this brainstorming thing you did for the year. That's fabulous. Yeah, I mean, you know, isn't part of what you're talking about in the book, and I and I love the book, I mean, it really fills in the blanks. And what I mean by that, Maureen, and maybe you can talk a bit about it, is that, you know, some people call it, you know, a level of discontent that, that folks are experiencing, or uh, something that's even, you know, kind of a different energy than that, uh, just a level of feeling like, is this all there is? And not really quite understanding how to get from a feeling like that to the place that they want to go. How does this or, or, you know, more so in the book, you do talk about the state. But what have you discovered along the way to help people take that next step? I, a step, I think you call them energetic blocks in the book or maybe even disruptors. Yes. Well, um, first of all, I want to tell everyone who's listening the book uh, waking Up in 5D has not been published yet. Um, we are taking pre-orders, and we're working yes. with a publisher right now, so we don't have a date on publication, but I finished my part, which is yeah. why we felt okay to um, yeah. start to talk about it. And also, I did speak at the Conscious Life Expo about it. Yeah. So the disruptors are, as you would call them, signposts. They're, they're the red alerts to the red flags. Now, you know, in the old days when we would drive somewhere, if the bridge was out and we saw men working on it, we would just sit there and wait for them to, you know, make room and let us drive across it. But if we had a GPS and we could see that that road was completely blocked or, you know, slowed down so much that it would completely change our trip, we would make a new route and we would go around. And that's what disruptors are. So if you're doing something and you keep running into that brick wall or you keep finding the same problem over and over, rather than try and solve it, unhook from it. There's a huge difference between solving something and unhooking from something. Um, and it doesn't mean you won't get a solution. It simply means that the way you're attempting to solve it is not going to fly. And you go back to the Einstein statement that solving a problem at the level it was created you know, doesn't happen. The solution always comes from the level above it. So when we unhook, what happens is then we free our mind and our awareness from all the likely or expected solutions to an issue and opens us up to a possibility that we had not considered. And I'll give myself as an example. When I met my husband six years ago, um, I was available for a relationship. And my, uh, my future husband was a, a very charming man and very likable, but he was geographically undesirable to me. And I was not going to live in Seattle, and I wasn't going to live in his house and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I could go on and on with all the, re- all the things I was throwing up in the air. And, and, and he met every obstacle I sent him. In fact, he jokes around later saying, I didn't even know you were throwing me obstacles. <laughs> and it was so funny because he was, his mind was so set on being with me. And when I went into meditation and I said, what am I... First of all, I'd ask, am I to continue, am I to even consider this man? Yes. And then later, as it got more um, involved, I would ask, you know, am I to be with this person? Yes. And then when I was like a little bit in overwhelm about it, I asked, what am I to do about this person that's in my life that wants a relationship? And I was told, build a bridge. And it, it was at that moment that I realized I did not have to give up 
being a person who lives in New York just because I was adding to my home. And that had not occurred to me. I mean, plenty of New Yorkers have homes in Florida. Why should right. I be a New Yorker that has a home in Seattle? Right. You know, and it's kind of a joke because you've got to get on a plane. It's a couple hours. What difference does it make? And, yeah, there's a bigger difference. But at the end of the day, I needed to be there, and we needed to be together, and it's been very beneficial for both of us. So had I not been open to a solution that had not occurred to me, that wasn't in my realm of possibility, I would not have gained all the benefits that I have gained here. And that's what happens to people. You know, you have a bias, you have a preference, and you let that limit you. And while the preferences and biases are important to know what they are, it's also important to be willing to unhook from it, to let go of it temporarily, at least, to discover, is there another way? Is there something here that I didn't know? And there's some very easy things to do when it has to do with language. And I will tell you about some of those language things, um, if you want, for example. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a short break, because I, I want to make sure that we do talk about it. But the other thing I was really struck by, too, in reading the book is, you know, there's a statement that you make in the book, which is really, is so what I'm feeling, you know, and so many people that I know. And you talk about, uh, I believe you call it your ideal uh, wake-up call. And what you're talking about is to make it uh, your purpose to follow through in ideas, actions, and thoughts. And you go on to talk about that. And there is a sense this year or this time is a time for completion. I would love to talk with you about that. And also for those of you out there, we're going to let you know how to call into the show as well. Why? Maureen St. Germain is joining us here today. We're going to give you plenty of information. You'll also... Uh, be able to pre-order this book. It is so filled with information and insight. So let's take a short break, everybody, and we'll be right back with my very special guest, Maureen St. Germain. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic hi everyone this is Dr. Pat the ancient Inca root vegetable maca is world-renowned for its wide array of health benefits as a family-run company of true maca specialists, the maca team's mission is to provide you with fresh, organic, premium-quality maca powders at a fair price. Amazing. All of the products are always organically grown, fair-traded, GMO-free, fresh, and potent. 
So don't take my word for it. Experience the life-changing benefits of Maka today. Visit themakateam.com. Are you and your family looking for one manageable lifestyle change that will positively impact your health? Look no further. That change begins inside your drinking glass. Learn how to put a lid on junk drinking by sipping from a recipe collection of colorful, fresh, tasty, wholesome fruit and vegetable blends. Get your copy now of Sip the Garden. Fun, easy drinks for a healthier family by T. Carrie Mitchell. Visit lifestyle120.com for information on how to order. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeleuceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Pat. Many of you have heard me talk about the Lyme disease epidemic going on right now in the world. I wanna tell you about my friends at Results RNA. They have now created an entire Lyme support system for immune system support, detoxification, rejuvenation, and neurological healing. Please visit ResultsRNA.com to learn more. And for first-time orders, you'll receive a special 10% discount. All you have to do is type in Dr. Pat at checkout. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. everyone. Welcome. I want to say it's so great to be uh, connecting again with Maureen, Maureen St. Germain. And I want to make sure that you all have information. You can go to her website and it really is that Maureen St. St. Germain, G-E-R-M-A-I-N.com. And again, you'll be able to find out all about what she does, how she does it, uh, also about the book that we're talking about, you will be able to pre-order. And the other thing that we're going to do is many of you know uh, how amazing it is to sit down with Maureen and have an Akashic Records reading or, you know, anything that will help you along the way. But what I want to say, this is a really super special moment because we are going to open up the phone lines for those of you out there that would love to experience this with her right now on the show. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. We'll give you a minute to give us a shout in here. Mr. Benny will take your call. And uh, off we go. Maureen, I want to ask you uh, about the book again, if I could. Mm. You know, this is the question that always comes to mind, you know, for me when I when I get to read a book like this and really the call to action that I see that it is right. 
how did writing this book, how did it change you? Mm. Well, you know, people sometimes mistakenly think that writing a book is a sequential process. And it's really more like going up and down the stairs of your two flights <laughs> at home or two flights at home, you know, all day long. And, yeah. you know, you're doing a little bit here and then you go back to something else, do a little bit here and go back to something else. And what was interesting to me is at one point <clears throat> I was asked to do an event in New York with this material and it was six months out and it was a fundraiser and so it was, it was hard to refuse because they really needed help and I wanted to help them. So I uh, agreed and I thought, you know, I'll have, the, I'll have at least have the manuscript done by then and it wasn't done. And a lot of the material that was supposed to be in the book had not yet arrived in my head. And that was a shock to me, even though I've been getting that message. And what was even funnier is one of the women in the class said, you know, I, I'm sure you know this, Maureen, but I keep getting the same message that I need to tell you. And that is, you know, the reason your book isn't done, when I gave that, you know, presentation uh, uh, six months later, is because you don't have all the material that's going to go into this book. And when you do, then the book will be done. And so the last part of the book um, was slow going. It, it felt like that 80-20 rule. You know, it's like I have 80% of the material, but I'm missing an important 20%, and I can't move forward until I have it. So the book writing of it was very interesting because most of the information came through while I was teaching. So I would be teaching a principal. Someone would ask me a question. And then the answer would come through in such a 5D way, I would go home and journal about that and get more information. And that's how the book progressed. And I wasn't trying to write the 5D book when that information started because I was still working on finishing a previous book. And then once that book was completed, then I knew it was my next book project because it was already started. But I didn't uh, know it would take as long as it did because of the fact that part of it had to do with, I'll call it, consciousness readiness and the ability to bring in the information in a way that would be understandable to everyone because that's one of the things that I specialize in. I like to take very complex esoteric material and and distill it into concepts and ideas that everyday people can look at and go, oh, I get that. Oh, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this isn't the, this, uh, you know, we were talking about this on a previous show about the energy and um, I don't know why it feels like this and, and perhaps this would be something, maybe it's directly related to, to just me, something going on personally with me. Um, but I really have a sense, Maureen, that the time is now. And I don't know what that means exactly. And that's why I'm so thrilled to have you here today. Because well, you talk. Yeah. The reason the time is now. Yeah, tell me. I'd love to hear this. It's because we are in a free fall. So here's oh. what's happened. Okay. Um, and I wrote about this in the book prior to this one called um, Beyond the Flower of Life. And uh -huh. in that book, I explained that humanity is in a free fall, free for all. And what that means is that we have already pushed the envelope beyond where we would have been if everything had stayed on the same track it was. And so all the things that have been done to push humanity to start to take control of their future are on purpose, but they don't work unless we pick up the sword or we pick up the idea or we pick up 
the concept and act on it. That's why you were so struck by this statement of make it your purpose to follow through on ideas, actions, and thoughts. Because when you are attracted to something and you don't act, you've missed that window of opportunity because we're in a free will zone. And in this particular free will zone, at this particular time in evolution, we have moved beyond where we would have devolved and failed, and we haven't moved forward enough to know how we're going to make our ascension, if you will, or how we're going to move into that, that you know, planet of heaven on earth. But we do know that we're going to succeed. We just don't know how. So here's the thing. If you imagine you're driving somewhere, you can take the scenic route and make a stop at every little farm and specialty thing that you're interested in, or you can get on the freeway and take the fast route. Sometimes you do a little bit of both. Sometimes you choose one over the other. And the thing is, if we, if we notice something and we're attracted to it, it's a consciousness at our, our higher consciousness is influencing us, but it won't force us. And that's why this paying attention to what's going on is so very important. It's also why the new F word of this generation and this century, if you will, is flexibility. Yeah. I mean, you know, just in the very nature of, of looking at that is when we think about uh, our sense of things and we think about flexibility, it comes to mean many, many things. And I wanted to ask you, because one of the things I picked up in the book really was looking at a way of adapting. You know, there is a, a term in nutrition, you know, a food. Uh, a food term, and it's called, well, and I probably beyond that, it's called adaptogen. You know, foods like maca root are considered adaptogens. And, you know, what's fascinating about that is that when I think about what you just said, there's a level of flexibility that's calling us forward to be creative, but not take long to adjust. And I wanted you to ask about that because we don't have, I mean, honestly, for me, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, why can't this be instantaneous? And that's the question I want to ask you. Can it be? Yeah, it can be instantaneous. And the closer you get to expressing your perfected self, the faster you will manifest. And um, so the, the humanity as a whole is moving from a reality that's based on polarity, good and evil, up and down, sweet and sour, to an environment that is all-inclusive, and it is devoid of polarity. So instead, you'll say, well, I, I don't really care for this, or it doesn't please me, or it's not a match, rather than that tastes bad. And it's a very interesting concept, but once you stop judging every little thing as being either pro or con, you open up to a different experience that allows you to be an observer and a participator. So those then become the two operators, observer and participator. And what that means is sometimes you're going to sit back and let somebody else take the lead, and other times you're going to do it. And it's different than before, because before maybe you were forced to let someone else take the lead, or maybe that person had the lead because of their status or their position in the family or their position at work. And now, I mean, even look at work groups. You're seeing it in, in work environments. There's companies today that are so flat that everybody's responsible for everybody. And everybody knows how to do everybody's job. And even though people might be at different levels in terms of their responsibility, they also take responsibility for making sure that the team 
complete and helps each other. So then there's no longer enlightened self-interest, it's enlightened us interest. And so your focus broadens. It doesn't, it doesn't abandon the self, but it broadens to the place where you're capable of thinking about your neighbor as much as you think about yourself. And that is a form of compassion where you care about your neighbor as much as yourself. And certain animals in the animal kingdom exhibit it. Dolphins in particular have compassion for other beings and will help other beings, other uh, sea animals and humans, whether it's in their best interest or not. Not because they're making an act of kindness, but because they perceive themselves as part of the whole, the sea of humanity, rather than just the individual. Wow. You know, we're going to take a short break. We come back. As I said before, well, let's open up the phone lines. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. For those of you out there, would you like to know, you know, what are your Akasha records? What are they saying? How, do, how does that work? What, are the, what is the deep meaning that you know you've been longing for to know about? but seems so elusive. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with Maureen St. Germain. The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready, because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new, inspirational, and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. What is a master soul gardener? With Nomi Bahar, you can be one too. Her revolutionary Gates of Power method is a comprehensive program that addresses every aspect of yourself and gives you the tools to tend to the seeds of your soul's garden. Let Nomi guide you through and beyond what's holding you back and help you embrace the life you've always dreamed of. To learn more about upcoming classes and workshops, visit gatesofpower.com today. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. 
The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. What are vibes? We often use this word, but did you know vibes can actually be useful and help solve our everyday challenges? Embark on an exciting learning journey with Caitlin Keat, 11-time Visionary Award winner, specialist in vibrational energy, and the creator of Vibes Up. Join Caitlin as she takes you through the world of vibrational therapy and energy healing with natural solutions for a modern world. Visit VibesUp.com to learn more today. Hey, everybody. Wow. Welcome back. Maureen St. Germain is joining us here. And we have opened up the phone lines and we're going to go to the phone lines here in a minute. 1-800-930-2819. Before we do, again, Maureen, please let folks know, uh, first of all, how to find out more about you, but then also um, how they can work with you directly. You have other books also available. Please just give folks that information if you would. So you can find all of the materials on MaureenStGermain.com. And I do have training programs. I do have kits so you can learn about your higher self through one of my study guides. You can learn about Akashic Records. You're taking an online course from me or from a live class that I teach in uh, various places. And I have lots and lots of CDs and, of course, the books. The books are also available on Amazon and on Kindle. So, you know, you don't have to wait. Just run right out and, and get, you know, be a genie or be on the flower of life if you want to read those right away. Um, all of these books are based on the premise that everyday people need tools and understanding. And it's not written in a way that's like, you know, talking down to you. It's written in a way that takes the, uh, the integrity of the information and distills it in a way that you can put it to work for you because lots and lots of examples are included. So, and, and you can also sign up for an Akashic Records reading with me on my website, MaureenStGermain.com, M-A-U-R-E-E-N-S-T-G-E-R-M-A-I-N.com. Wow. Now, I love this part. You know, Maureen is, Maureen is also uh, a radio personality, and she has done many, many shows where we've been able to open up the phone lines and have folks call in. And this is one of those days, 1-800-930-2819. Mr. Benny, who do we have? We'll take Harriet calling in from Seattle. Harriet, welcome to the show. Hi, Harriet. Oh, thank you. Oh, hi. Thank you so much. I, I, I was hoping I'd be first. <laughs> so I am. Thanks. Great. How can Maureen, how can we help you? Oh, well, I'm just interested uh, in the Cash's Records uh, uh, or, um, you know, in a reading that you could do online. Uh, you know, I'm just looking for some good news. Well, what's going on in your life? Are you looking for a job? Uh, well, no, I'm starting a new business. I had a business that uh, it, uh, got uh, evaporated, and uh, I'm starting out again, uh, and I'm looking uh, to get that going uh, and to deepen uh 
I actually decided to do some spiritual teaching is probably what I'm going to step out doing even more. Excellent. Excellent. Well, one of the things the record keepers want you to know is to make sure you take care of you. And one of the ways you do that is to have a resource. So if you have a little part-time job or other form of income or a partner that's going to support you through this, then you're going to be fine. But you do need to give yourself some grace. And what that means is you can't live off of what you're going to earn right away. And if you try to, it, will, it won't be possible. Not because you can't do it, but because you need to take another step. And that other step would be, I am choosing to be successful. I am successful. And write down a little mantra for yourself. I am attracting clients who need and love what I have to offer and have the resources to pay for it, and who are grateful for my knowledge and my wisdom. And make that your morning mantra, and say it every day, and see yourself. Now, if you have someone who is completely grateful, they're going to call you, and they're going to thank you. So then that's the next thing. You have to pretend that you have that conversation with someone who's calling you and thanking you for the wisdom that they learned through you, and you say, I'm so grateful I can be a service. So you're right. going to be able to produce that, but you need to do a little backup work, make sure you're well taken care of on the, on the supply side of, you know, basics. And once you know you have that taken care of, then your, your workshops and things will be very successful because you won't be dependent upon it. And the reason that this is a problem is because even though you believe in you and even though others believe in you, there's that little piece of you that still doubts it. There's still a little bit of doubt. And Pat and I were talking about her yeah. famous phrase. Um, it, what, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And that's the way you want to operate. So every day you journal. What would I do if I knew I could not fail today? What would be my plan of action if I knew I could not fail today? And make that your journal entry before you do anything. So a little, bit of, a little bit of taking care of you, you know, put on your own air mask first. Don't be putting on other people's air masks if you haven't taken care of yours. You see, that's the metaphor. That's what the record keepers want you to understand. Yeah. You can't go putting on other people's masks if you haven't taken care of yours. And part yeah. of taking care of you, including the basics, you know, food and shelter, is your own spiritual growth. You know, people like me, I, I'm, I'm a highly evolved spiritual teacher, but I, I did my work. I went for session work. I got training. I, you know, I learned from all the people that I've interacted with. And that's what you want to do. You want to keep that going. Oh, well, also, I mean, all that, that resonates with me because the work I do in the world is that I help people stand up against police brutality. That's mm-hmm. what I do in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so I... Uh, and so you run into a lot of, uh, it's a lot of negativity. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of abuse. It's a lot of things that's happening out there. So I've used my spirituality and my skills to be able to empower people to stand up against a system that's, uh, that's brutal. And so, um, so self-care is what you're talking about. It's what I really, really, I, I need more of. I, yeah. I, I, and this other work I do in the world, I don't get paid for. It's all volunteer. Right. So, uh, so yeah. So anyway, I, uh, I thank you. I, I really appreciate yeah. this. Hey, Harriet, uh, so, I have well, a and I wish you. you much good fortune. Yeah, and I have a question for you about this, Harriet, because one of the things that I'm really struck by 
is Maureen, before we opened up the phone lines, created space for people to call in. And she mentioned the question for me uh, and so graciously put this question that I've been asking for at least two decades in her book. And I love what you're talking about because really at the bottom of the work that you do in helping people is helping them understand the level of power in being able to ask the question, what would I do? What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? Would I be able to stand up for myself? Because I'll tell you what's going on right now is we, there is a whole new level of what we're calling bullying going on. I mean, it's not just, you know, when we're looking at institutions or we're looking at government or police. But right now, the level of workplace bullying has literally shut down that question for people. They're even afraid to ask the question, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? Which means that I will develop a level of conviction in my faith around the belief in myself and what's possible that will transcend the energy of restrictiveness, bulliness, or less than. Does exactly. that make sense? Exactly, exactly. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And that's exactly what we're doing. So part of what you're doing is I'm creating space. I'm going to quote you. I'm making you a new quote, um, Harriet. I am creating space for people to have positive interactions with the police and to find their way out of this awful maze. And I will tell you that I agree with the statement about the fact that there is so much more bullying and there's so much more fierceness going on. But it's because it's like moving into a house with a dirty floor. And the first couple of times you wash it, it's dirtier than it was before you started. (laughs) And it isn't until you get to a certain depth that suddenly everything looks good. And that's what's going to happen. So it's not going to take forever to weed out and uncover, you know, the horrible, horrific things that have gone on, especially recently with police brutality or or bullying of any kind, that's all going to shift. But we have to dig it out of the trenches so that it doesn't ever come back. And that's what we're doing right now. So it is a a labor of fierceness, but you can't do that work if you don't take care of yourself. And that's what the record keepers want you to know. Yeah. And isn't it true, though, we have to ask that question to ourselves first. I mean, when I got that question that came to me, that downloaded to me, oh, my gosh, it had to be over two decades ago. And, you know, I was at one of the lowest points of my life, Maureen. Mm. I mean, I I wasn't like, no, Dr. Pat, not even close. (laughs) You weren't even Dr. Pat then. (laughs) There was no way on the planet I can even envision the person that's sitting here talking to people today. Yeah. But. There was that question where I was so tired of facing the idea of failure in my life, right? Of, you know, a lifetime of just not being good enough, being fired from every job I've ever had, you know, looking at my life in a way. I was homeless at 17. And, you know, it took that moment in time for me, something snapped inside of me. I know, Maureen, you have a different explanation of it, right? But that's I'm, the question. I'm hanging on you every word. Keep going. <laughs> well, that's the question that came up for me. It was like, Pat, come on. What the heck would you do if you didn't have this failure thing hanging over your head? What if you did not fail? What would you do with your life? What would you achieve? Who are the people you would help? 
what would be the message you'd bring out into the world? How would you bring it out? Would you be fearless? You know, would you be uncompromising? And would you have faith in a power greater than you or a power that's greater than you that's also inside of you that knows no fear, that knows no limitation, that knows no lack, that knows no less than? And I'm telling you, that is the energy, that question, albeit, you know, a good 20 plus years ago, that question is more relevant today, Maureen, I think. That's why it's ending up in your book. I think it's more relevant today than it ever has been. But it requires a level of street smart spirituality. It really does. Because if you're like me, you are just thinking to yourself, I do not have time to go through 10 decades of transformation and sit on the top of a mountain and wait for the Dalai Lama to show up. Exactly. So, Harriet, your final thought here is while you're helping people stand up and fight police brutality, and and you're seeing the other side of it. You're helping people learn how to um, use their own mind and their own power, understand that you have to do the same for you, so that your application of the tools that are coming through you are stellar and outstanding, because you've used them on yourself, and of course they're going to work on your clients and your customers. Wow. Wow. You know, the thing that I love about this um, is, Harriet, are you still there? Did we lose you? Yes, I am. Uh, I was getting ready to go, but you called. I I think it's my time to leave. You are now. You know, you've heard both of us kind of, you know, just really jump in on this. What's your sense of it? Where are you now in the scheme of things? You know, where are you with what you're feeling inside? Well, you know, I'm feeling more empowered, I mean, because I've been doing this work for 26 years, but it's my level of spirituality that allows me to do this work. It allows me to keep from being jaded. I mean, you know, I mean, I've been, this, doing police accountability is uh, is probably one of the biggest forms of bullying, and to help people stand up to that. So, uh, not only here in Seattle, but across the country. So, what I'm feeling now uh, is even more empowering, uh, and... uh, and uh, you know, I I will journal on this. What what would I what would I do if I knew I couldn't feel? And I offer that to other people because people are stuck in the trauma of all this uh, all of this bullying and stuff. There's so much trauma. So how can people dig up this trauma so that they can can actually move beyond it and believe that life can be good for them? So uh, and then I'll also use this for myself. I mean, you know, I mean, how can I use this for myself in order to be of better service in the world, you know, and bringing my spirituality to these places uh, that I'm at, uh, you know, sitting in the room with police officers and other kinds of people uh, all the time. So, yeah, this has been very great for me today. I really appreciate it. Wow. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for calling in. You know, uh, Maureen, I want to talk with you about you know, what this message is that is really being called forth in the book. And we've only touched upon a couple of areas of it, but there is a universal message here. And, you know, for whatever reason today, you know, this idea came up to talk about what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail isn't about a contemplation. It's really about a contemplation and inaction. Is this the time of action, Maureen? Mm -hmm. It's a decision. So, in other words, instead of, you know, I say to people, what's the difference between trust and knowing? And trusting is believing something will 
beat the odds and go in a certain favor. And knowing is, is a belief that it will happen no matter what. And so then the, the message is, okay, you know the sun will come up in the morning. That's a knowing. And what if you shifted your awareness to say, I know I will succeed. I know I cannot fail. I know I am fully capable. And I'm drawing upon that which I am to do that. And the interesting thing is, that's the business of the shift of the ages. We're moving into a place where instant manifestation is much more prevalent. And so our choices in the moment are affecting our future. And we are going to ascend. And the ascension is not going to be like everybody dies and lands on a cloud somewhere. What it means is we're moving to heaven on earth where we turn our earth into a heavenly place all the time. And I'll give you an example of how that yeah. might play out in a, in a personal interaction. You know, normally when you're injured, you expect someone to apologize. When you're hurt, you're looking for restitution. You're looking right versus wrong, victim versus perpetrator. But what if you take an anchor in from injury to comfort? Your person is injured and you immediately move to comfort. Don't bother worrying about who did it or why but instead move to comfort and then acceptance. That's what it is. Now that we know that we fell down, what are we going to do? Are we going to get back up? Are we going to need to get that leg fixed? Whatever it is, acknowledgement and non-judgment. And so your love expands. And when your love capacity expands, then you are more capable of seeing more and more possibilities. So the benefit of choosing, I will succeed this day. I know I cannot fail. What happens is you change the reality in that moment by your clear intention and your clear choice. Now, you know, one of the things that I was able to see very quickly is a sense of language that locks people into polarity without realizing it. And that language that locks people into polarity is statements that we commonly make. And the first one I want to draw everyone's attention to is when you say, um, I was so happy, and you're shaking your head, no, you're <laughs> creating an energy of disagreement. Your body says no, and your face is saying, uh, or your words are saying yes. And what happens is the universe can't sort through that, can't tell the difference. So that's one very powerful thing. Another thing that people say is, I can't, or I won't, or I don't know how, or it's not possible. And what if you change some of those languaging to other words? You know, like, um, Instead of saying, I have to pick up the kids at 3 o'clock when they get out of daycare, you might say, I'm picking up my kids, or I'm choosing to pick up my kids, I have to, I'm choosing to leave the meeting. When, when you say, I have to, what happens is you're letting some outside energy be in charge of you, whether it's the school or the police or whatever. When you choose it, you're using your creative power to co-create, and that becomes very powerful. And so another phrase that people use are, um, you know, this is right or this is wrong. And those are the two number one things I tell people. If you can pull those words from your vocab and change them to uh, phrases that invite people to agree. I invite you to agree with me. I understand your thought, but I don't hold that same thought. I champion your right to believe that until you you know, as long as it pleases you. So the, these phrases then 
replace those common words of this is the best way or this is the right one or this is the only blah, blah, blah. And instead goes from this, this narrow limiting statement to a statement that allows more opportunity, more creativity, and more accessing of what we're supposed to be accessing. And the reason this is happening is we're in a place in time, like astro- astrologically, we're in a place in time where humanity is meant to take on more life, be more evolved, be more loving. And so it's like when kids wear a uniform in school, they behave better. So what we're doing is we've got all the weight of the Great White Brotherhood, all the weight of heaven upon us, helping us make those choices. And that's why it feels so imperative to do something different, to act instead of sit, to contemplate ideas that we had not ever contemplated. So the pressure is on us in a healthy way to support us, you know, and that pressure is helping us choose, and that's also why you feel so um, thrust in this direction in such a way. And it's been with us a long time, but we're now at the place where it's really in our face, and it's so evident in our feelings and our words. Um, Yeah. And, you know, Maureen, I want to ask you about this. I know we only have a few minutes left. I, I can't tell you how many people that I've interviewed or have had on the show have said to me, Pat, you can't say that. You have to change it. And have have written me and have said to me, Pat, no, you have to say, what would you do if you would succeed? And I have to tell you, I started to question myself. And then I thought for a minute, I was talking to Linda about it. And um, my gosh, and this is decades ago, right? As I've been going through this, I've had people come on the show and say, man, why are you saying the word fail? You know, that it, that's not what the way we talk. And, you know, you said something earlier, and I think I want to cap it off with this, is in the end, we have to be true to ourselves. Just like you said before, we have to take care of ourselves. Isn't it, isn't it the truth we have to be true to ourselves? I, 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 I'm a girl that's going to say fail. I'm, you know, I know what that feels like. And I don't think it's time for us to dance around it. What do you think? I agree with you, and I wouldn't have quoted you if I didn't. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's be real here. And why would I use that quote? And the answer is, while it is true that we can consciously choose our language and eliminate certain words from our languaging, the benefit of understanding this catch-all phrase, what if you knew you could not fail, is so important is because people do focus on failure. They do focus on their failures. And they do know that word. So that word rings true to them. And that's where they that's where they are able then to shift. Because if they know they could not fail, it forces them to think about, well, then they must be succeeding. And it pushes them past their lockdown of failure and having been fired from every job they've ever had. And I share that distinction with you. Okay. And going to a place of, Okay, what am I going to do with this now that I know that'll never happen again? That I am choosing to never let that happen again. Maureen Maureen St. Germain, everybody, please check it out. We're going to hear lots more from her. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We'll see you next time. 
preceding audio was via a Skype call.